Hi, welcome to What's Next, Porto Business School podcast on future casting, cool hunting, trend spotting. And I'm Rui Coutinho. I'm the head of Center for Business Innovation. And sitting down with me, I have the pleasure to have Lisa Lang. Welcome to Porto Business School. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited and also a little bit scared because uh, this is the first edition of our podcast. So I have no idea what to do. But... Uh, we will do it together. Right, right, it will be yeah, amazing. Let's together. Yeah, yeah, it will be cool. So, uh, Lisa Lang uh, uh, is a serial entrepreneur, founder among amongst other uh, amazing projects of Electrocouture and um, the Powerhouse, uh, one of the most influential entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs in Europe, and. Uh, um, I think a kindred spirit. If I, if you, oh yeah, may, absolutely. If you allow me. Um, Lisa, we've been talking a lot. I wish we could have recorded our lunch. Uh, it was it was so nice. What 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 is in your what is in what is in your, in your to do list at this moment regarding the intersection of fashion and tech? What is what is what what are you seeing happening now that is m most exciting you? Um, what I see is that there is now a time where we have to do an absolute rethink. This is not about the machines. This is not about it that we have to develop new technology. This is about that people have to start thinking differently because the market needs and wants different products. Um, it's very excited that we're living in a time where technology is not that much the problem anymore. But we have to educate the people to think differently. And that is for me, especially now looking in the future in the new year, um, one of my big um, uh, tasks to do is like to put different people in the same room and rethink and re-educate with them together. It's quite interesting. Uh, we have been discussing a lot here at Porto Business School about the humanization of this digital transformation process. Um, you spoke uh, a, a bit on the individual side, but also on the team side. Um, how are you feeling the organizations are? Because we have been understanding a little bit what individuals should do. And um, universities, companies are trying to understand how to upskill and reskill uh, so that individuals are more flexible and agile, adjusting to the transitions and to new ways of thinking. But we realize that companies have a harder time because when it starts messing up with the culture and the organization, companies are uh, resisting. What are your thoughts on, on, on the way companies, organizations, which are some of them very traditional, very, very with long histories, are adjusting themselves as organizations with new culture? Uh, are, are, are they uh, up to speed on the transformation or are they still lagging a little bit behind? What are your thoughts? Um, it's really different. It depends on which industry we go. But I think in overall with all of our customers and for like the companies who invite us to come in is that um, this is not a question if. This is just a question when and how. Uh, because we are on a race now and um, the innovation doesn't necessarily has to come from the traditional industries themselves. They come from people to outside because these days now look at like what happened to all of the other industries, how they got disrupted. That, what, that was people from outside industries. And that is for the companies really, really scary because them saying, we've been doing this since a hundred of years. Uh, we are educated. We very much, we have a skill set. It doesn't count anymore because their problem is 
that they're so deep into the tunnel that they can see the light anymore and people outside who are very frustrated about the status quo, who uh, have a huge demand for different products, um, they can do stuff on their on their own. Um, we are in an on-demand economy. We are in a sharing economy. Um, uh, it's, it hasn't been, it never has been easier to set up a company anywhere and start producing. So this is not about like that people want to change or companies want to change. It's just like they have to because otherwise they will vanish within a very short amount of time. That is truly, a, um, I would say, a definition of a revolution. Do you? Yeah. Uh, do you believe revolution that is we're the right the word for it? Because there's still some skepticism of how to classify this. Is this a real, a revo- really a revolution? Um, what are your thoughts? Is this industry 4.0 and fourth industrial revolution some sort of um, we're missing the point and this is just uh, evolution, or is this this truly? Uh, deeply transformative that is changing uh, as, I, as individuals and as society even. I think I have a quite a, a, a pragmatic approach to it because the truth is, you know, just in between. So on the one side, it's just like, look back into the history. Like, you know, when we had the industrialization coming in, uh, uh, when the internet came in, it was like meant to happen because there were a lot of factors changing in other industries and they affected the other industries. So from that, it's like, yes, it's evolution. That means it's like totally inevitable. Um, you can't run away. Pandora's box is open. Yeah, uh, you have to deal with it. Um, the, but on the other side, also, if we look at it, like this is n- more than just like natural change, um, because uh, the speed where we see technology has changed, um, the speed where we see people can travel, the speed how we communicate these days is just, you know, putting everything into turmoil. And uh, in management terms, uh, we've been um, we've been working with a lot of like high-end executive uh, um, educators. And they said like, especially for leadership, there is a term in, um, uh, uh, in, in shipping, for instance, like the captain has to ship, uh, run the ship on view. So that means it's like you only see what's in front of you when you're at, at the moment. What we are, uh, especially for leaders in, in big companies, is like you're on a ship and uh, um, the ocean is very strong and there's wind coming and it's changing all the time. You can't make three to five year plans, 10 years plan anymore because you only can go what is on the next wave because, you know, will you survive that wave? Are you going to surf on that wave? And that puts executive on such a, you know, enormous pressure because you have to be very proactive. You can't be reactive all the time. It's like, yes, you know, what is the wave doing? It's like, you have to start a ship already accordingly in combination of the speed in combination of the team who are like scared don't know what to do there is a different situation happening all the time you don't even have time to educate your team about the next wave it's just coming the wave is not waiting for you um but I always want to see it as a huge opportunity to rethink and uh, to to readjust because, again, look in all of the innovation, what happened in all of the industries is like that were people who said, like, we're in a different age. We need to develop it differently. Um, let's use the tools we already got and put them in a new context. So, again, on one side, this is a normal development evolution. This is nothing new in terms. It has never happened before. No, it always has been happening. 
Um, the difference is just like the speed and the severeness and the depth. And that, you know, being an expert doesn't mean anything anymore. This is about, you know, are you fast enough and can you learn, unlearn, relearn and run at the same time? I like, I'd like to pick up on that, that last part. Uh, uh, learn, relearn. How, you, 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 you have been advising both uh, the German government and also the European Commission on, 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 on a bunch of things regarding uh, some of these topics. How do you see, well, I'll go to the public policy uh, in a minute, but how do you see the education system uh, a little bit in, all over Europe reacting or proacting uh, regarding that? Because sometimes, uh, and we are in a higher education institution, so we are we are uh, uh, okay to talk about it because sometimes we are accused, and perhaps correctly, that we are not fast enough and we are missing the opportunity and we're not seeing uh, beyond what our eyes can see regarding uh, what kind of skills and especially how people, students, uh, need to learn those skills. Because it's not only the skills, it's the way you learn them. And, and the, the idea of learning how to learn will yeah. be the best skill you'll ever have for your life. How are you analyzing the way higher education or the education systems as a whole, a little bit all over Europe, are yeah. reacting or proacting towards that? To be honest, uh, um, uh, I'm very, very concerned about the uh, traditional education system um, because it's not fast enough to um, uh, adopt. There is still a huge need of education, but it, we need a different kind of education. Um, uh, applied learning is very, very important. You can't lock away students into a little room and just like, give them theory and then, you know, they learn like the social skills like on the way when they go into, into the industry. You don't have the time for that anymore. You actually have to do it all at the same time. Um, um, Uh, what we actually see is like that there are a lot of like alternative education programs popping up everywhere. Um, uh, so, you know, some call them innovation rooms, maybe some call them uh, accelerators or incubators or something like that. Um, there's a new form of, of uh, schools and universities coming up uh, in, in Germany, for instance, there is like a, a school called Code. Um, Uh, uh, they, they, they have like the youngest dean in all of the German history. Um, they do interdisciplinary product design and software engineering. And the reason why they started is, is just because like we have a huge need for, of course, educated and skilled people, but also who can hit the ground running as soon they go into the business. And, um, the problem is with like with the traditional universities is like that, you actually have to teach the teachers first. Um, the teachers are so far behind the students, um, a, you know, starting with software engineering, with hardware engineering, because out of those universities, time is, you know, is running so, so fast. So actually the students can teach the teachers now. Um, and uh, all of the process of like, you know, setting up new um, uh, systems and new um, learning executive plans and whatsoever, uh, that process is very, very slow. But uh, the world doesn't wait for like a traditional education system. So the whole disruptive wave which is coming doesn't stop at like just companies. It actually starts uh, with the education system and also not only that they're that fast, but also 
the traditional education system tends to teach people into silos. You have a degree and then you're X, Y, Z. And that's what you, you know, going to be for the rest of your life. No, statistically speaking, uh, uh, you know, the, the millennials and the generation said they will change their jobs in their like work lifetime up to 22 times. That is crazy, but it's also again a huge opportunity. Um, the the time where you had like a faculty for arts and then you have a faculty of uh, uh, technology uh, in the same university, but totally you know codependent from uh, uh, independent from each other. You can't afford that now. You need to have the designers and the technologists together in a room because we need to develop interdisciplinary thinking for interdisciplinary products. So um, the traditional education system is facing a huge challenge. Um, I again want to see it positive. Uh, I see it as a huge opportunity because out of that huge wave will new captains arise and there is a nice saying is like you know you know you only can become a good captain in in troubled waters because if you just like paddle on the sea and nothing is happening you will never become a good captain so hit the ground running and start to swim um how do you work mainly on a field that is it's on in 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 the cross section between a very traditional industry and a very high-tech uh, uh, development area. Um, and, and, and textile and, and, and fashion, well, here in Portugal, textile has always been very important and still is, and, and it's actually one of the most innovative sectors in the country, and it's thriving through innovation. Um, how do you see uh, the trends regarding uh, manufacturing, specifically on the, on the textile and fashion, of course, which is in, on the field that you mainly operate? How, how do you see this process going on in, in Europe and, and taking into consideration also the public policies that are into, in, in, make, make, uh, putting into effect uh, Uh, coming back to manufacturing, isn't it uh, uh, an anachronic uh, uh, thing when everything is going digital, we are back at, or Europe might be going back at being the manufacturing uh, uh, area of the world? I actually think I'm, I'm very excited about this time because um, it makes totally sense that like manufacturing is coming back to Europe. Um, as a matter of fact, we um, McKinsey uh, just released its uh, s uh, state of the fashion trend report uh, together with business and fashion. And uh, we as the powerhouse were expert advisors on that. And one of the topics we focused on was the whole trend of like manufacturing outside of Europe is coming back to Europe. So as we all know, of course, you know, the text, especially the textile apparel industry has lost a lot of business um, uh, to other countries. But across all of Europe, there was one thing which stayed within Europe, and that was technical textiles. So that means it was quality and it actually was research. Um, but technical textiles weren't that like sexy so far. You know, they're in uh, um, protective gear, um, they're like in electronic engineering, they're like in, in construction, construction industry. So basically, you don't see those textiles. And, you know, uh, uh, protective gear is not like that fashionable. Well, you know, that might change too. Um, so, but like what that means is like, We had, we still had the expertise in combination of the quality, in combination of the manufacturing capabilities. 
if we look now what the kind of market is going to and the kind of products we need, you know, there is a reason why um, sport is, you know, now fashionable. What is sport? Sport is function driven. There's a reason why people want, you know, far more sneakers and comfortable clothes because you have to move faster. You have to run faster. You travel far more these days. So you need your clothes to adopt to you. And that's sport is doing that for you. And of course, you know, you want to look pretty and, you know, uh, uh, fashionable uh, uh, as well. So in that sector, that is like where the, all of the technical de uh, um, textiles come in. And then, uh, uh, what we can see is this huge trend is like that people realize, wait a minute, but we have that here. We don't have to travel far. We don't have to start from scratch. We just take those textiles we developed from, for, for other industries and just actually bring them back home almost literally back home and say like, well, you know, so we've done that in biochemistry here. We've done it in electric engineering here. Yeah. We kind of did it like for the astronauts. Yeah. But now we can wear it too. So, um, uh, uh, and the other big trend, of course, is like customers manufacturing. Uh, we have to be faster. Um, the new generation of customers, um, which are coming up is like, they are with like the rise of the internet and everything is like, they are used to that their environment adopts to them, not the other way around. So that also means it's like they want clothes which adopts to them. They were also clothes who like are individual set up for them. Um, uh, we're going away from, you know, uh, um, standard sizing. There's a new trend in like that you actually get something like really made for you. There, for generations, a lot of people, you don't even know the feeling what it is when people really make something for you, because in the end of the day, nobody of us fits in any kind of box or measured standard size because we are all different. And, uh, you know, that is a complete new excitement um, we can have. You have something very individual, yet still high quality. Um, and the other thing is also, but you still want to have it fast because, um, uh, you know, we are not used to waiting anymore. You know, it, it might get delivered by a drone or I can 3D print it with my 3D printer at home. Um, but I want it individualized, high quality, and I want to have it now. And uh, just also purely out of logistical reasons, it's like, of course, you know, it has to go back into Europe. Um, uh, the manufacturing has to go back into Europe because that's like the best way to tackle like those three uh, uh, needs uh, for for the market. So yet again, there is a huge opportunity, but the advantage is we start here, especially also in Porto, uh, uh, I'm very, very excited for the industry because you don't have to start from scratch. You know, 85% you've already got, you can hit the ground running. It's not about the technology. You have all of the machine. You have the expertise. But now what we have to focus on is like we actually have to reprogram uh, the minds of the people because the machines always can do more than for the purpose they've been programmed for. But we have to take people and take them out of the kind of like hamster wheel and just like let them show like, look, it's a different customer. You work for this customer for such a long time. There's a different customer. We have to understand that customer first. But don't you worry, that is something you can deal with. You just have to look a little bit different, right? Um, and that is the thing we have to focus on. And with that, we are also in education again. 
because this is what people have to learn. Like this is nothing frightening. This is this is not a threat. You know, we can't see that change as an enemy. We just welcome it as a friend. And you sit down with your friend and you talk and have like some good food, at, you know, the nice beach side, all of that you can do in Porto, I know from our own experience and say like, hey, new friend, what, you know, what can we do together? Let's press fast forward to a more distant future. What's next for fashion and tech? Um, for like the big big jump and I'm not talking about in a few years I'm talking you know maybe like a couple of decades um, uh, and a lot of research has shown that already is like where the implementation of uh, um, electronics biochemistry um, fully sustainable clothing is like a standard thing now um, let it um, you can the whole topic of a circular economy you know, has to be standard. There's, there's no debate about that. Uh, uh, we have to find a way where we don't use that much energy, chemical stuff, and, um, and water to produce our, um, our textiles. And again, this is not a question if that has to happen because we need to survive. So, um, what better deadline do you have for that? Um, I'm always very focused because I have an engineering background. And uh, my question is always like, you know, let's fall in love with the problem, not with the solution, because it will change. So I have my utter total belief is like that the melt melting process between uh, technology in whatever shape or form with textiles in whatever shape or form, it's a given. It will happen. The question is, who will be there? Who will be ones who are driving it and in which shape or form? Um, but the good thing is like our customer is our friend in that and the customer really appreciates being a part of the process. Um, so, you know, we are not alone in this anymore. Um, communication has improved a lot and, uh, you know, time is moving, moving fast. So the good thing is like we will see all of that change still in our lifetime and we can be a part of it as long we open our minds and as long as we see that as an opportunity, that's that's what you know. The leadership in the future um, uh, will make a difference. It's like you see the opportunity, even though you sit on your ship and the next big wave is coming. But there is there is the sun on the other side of the horizon, and that's what I want to see. That connects with my final question, Lisa Lang. What's next for you? I'm very excited to um, having been invited from a lot of uh, educational institutions um, to help them to um, uh, develop new programs um, on the one side of uh, interdisciplinary, interdisciplinary thinking, but also in terms of interdisciplinary product development. Designers have to become more technical. Designer uh, uh, technologists have to understand uh technology and uh, design a little bit more so like there's that intersection so we have to create a new breed so it's kind of like uh, I have to replicate myself and teach people how uh, you know how to go in that direction um, and that is going to be one of those next uh, big tasks on the other side for our products is also is because like we started really early um, we are way ahead of um, a lot of other companies but I believe in sharing. I believe in collaboration. And I'm very excited that we're now in a time where all of those products we developed, we actually can bring that to the market, um, but on high quality. 
um, with Europe. I'm very, very passionate about Europe. I totally, utterly believe in it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, my grandma always said, like, good things take a while. <laughs> and yes, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna sit down and and uh, wait and see. I'm I'm definitely going to push it, but on different uh, different levels. Welcome to Porto Business School. We are very excited to have you here, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Stay tuned for our next episode where Porto Business School will try once again to anticipate what's next.